Yo, yo, what is going on? Welcome inside the TCO Radio Studio. This is the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi and uh, Brian Asamoah here along with Cam Bynum, two Minnesota Vikings, just standout defensive players. And if you've been following this podcast, you know that we teased early in the year that B.A. was going to host a few of these shows. Well, now we're back. I'm back. Now he's here. <laughs> and we got Mr. Beezy. My life is a movie. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us like this yeah, is. This has been a interesting couple of weeks, right? I mean, outside of the two losses, we had Thanksgiving and then we had a bye week. So the, the two dynamics right there for you guys, what were those two weeks like for you? Just trying to, you know, still be present in the moment, but also prepare for a game. And then bye week, you didn't have anything to do. I think I think the craziest thing is just having a week 13 bye. Like that, <laughs> the season has been super long, but um, we've been trying to stay focused and continue to, you know, attack every single day that's kind of like the most important thing but having that bye gives us an opportunity to relax um take care of our body our mental and just kind of just have a restart so that's how i kind of see it yeah i say just balance obviously with um thanksgiving happening you see your family everybody's Mm -hmm. out here and so just knowing that you have to balance because you want to have that time with your family and you also want to stay locked in with football Mm -hmm. same thing with the bye week you need those days off but you can't get too far removed from it so it's been really just a game of okay how focused can I stay with making sure I get my time with my people and my time off and using that time to reset but also staying locked in enough to come back and play hard for these next five weeks speaking on uh family how was your Thanksgiving man? it was smooth my wife's first Thanksgiving uh, out here you know I, I, I know that's what you that. wanted to get to talk about so that, I'll go man. straight into it it was her first Thanksgiving ever they celebrated in the Philippines somewhat but it's, it's different mm. um, having like an American Thanksgiving because that's at the end of the day that's an American holiday so having her here for that and it'd be her first few weeks out here yeah being able to just have the family and her experience that she loved it talk, talk about more about um how she got here because remember you had a game yeah and then obviously that game you went crazy I think you mm-hmm. had two two picks, yeah, two picks. you, you should have five but should have five should have five right uh, Pro so Bowl. yeah <laughs> right right first of all it's all God just the just setting all that up and making yeah, that be the game where I have a big game and go out and use my platform so to, cool, to bring her here and to get the help from the government, from foundations we're wow. working with, and just with, with everybody that really collectively like retweeting it. Sim- stuff simple as that, just to bring the awareness of that and to get her here within three weeks because it's been over a year process for us. And it's not like we Look used, God. Yeah, right. it's not like we use a lot of people might think that, oh, he just got it because he's in the NFL. It's like, no, we've waited just like other people over a year to try and get her here. So having that actually happen and using the platform and it – it paying off was like a super reward, and I'm just super grateful for, to have her here now. I'm, I'm happy for him, man. Right. He comes to the facility super happy. Right. Now. <laughs> happy, happy. <laughs> no, but you, on on top of that, though, you, you now have to adjust to your wife being home, right? Mm-hmm. Like your first few years in the league, yeah. It was a FaceTime. You can kind of just clear mm-hmm. your mind, kind of do your own thing. Now having your wife at the house, yeah. what has that dynamic been like with trying to focus for a game? I think it makes it easier now. Okay. I don't have because Stability. my biggest thing when she was in the Philippines and we'd do FaceTime. It, I'd give her undivided attention. So if we're on FaceTime, I'm not sitting there watching film because if I'm watching film, I'm locked in mm-hmm. and I and I'll zone out and I can't. It's hard for me to have a, like a full conversation if I'm watching tape. So really, it got easier because now we're able to just sit and chill um, and not have to. We're still spending time together, but I can still multitask and mm-hmm. study and do do certain things versus being stuck to my phone on FaceTime. So little small things like that. 
my routine hasn't changed. I'm still one of the last guys up here. in this building. Yeah, hours, which I apologize to her for that, I but she it. understands, like, this is my process it's and this is my, yeah, she knows, like, this is what's going to feed our future kids. This is what's mm. going to put them through school and whatever. It's like, that's that's what I have to do. So those are non-negotiables, and she understands that. So I'm grateful, but it's, uh yeah, it really hasn't changed. It's really gotten easier having her here. That's good, man. I mean, I've obviously seen the work uh, dudes have been putting in, and, uh, I mean, oh you God. see you see it shown on, on Sundays, and I'm extremely p- proud of you, happy for you, man. Continue balling. Um, get him his Pro Bowl votes, guys, because Vote he's, for me. Vote he's, for got, me. He's, well, he's got 99 tackles. Crazy. This, that, that leads all safeties in. Wow. Yeah, I've been running the ball. Then my thing, my thing, <laughs> that's it. I'm going to just not get tired in the game. This offseason, that was my biggest thing I wanted to focus on was my tackling. Yeah, I had a few true. missed tackles this, mm-hmm. this past year, my second season, more than it was my standard. So I was like, that's the biggest thing. Because my transition from corner to safety, tackling is way different. Because so you was a, co- you was a my corner. My whole life. Oh, I played wow. corner my whole life until I got to the league. So mm-hmm. really last year being my first year as a full-time starter, I saw that. It's it's way different than playing corner, just the angles and everything. So that's what I focus on this year. And now we have five games left, and that 99 tackles now. I'm trying to get at least 130, 140. 130. Sheesh. That's the goal. You're trying to break yeah, a record. I'm trying to break some, t- some <laughs> type of record. <laughs> Who, I think what Jamal, who got the most tackles as a safety? As a safety, I'm sure Troy Palomalu was yeah. up there. Uh, Ed Reed, Ed Reed, Jamal Adams. He, I mean, that that year that he yeah, had that pro year with New York. the greats, it, with, with the greats, but. I mean, you said you've never had 100 tackles in your life. Never. Uh, I think the most I had last year was 81. Um, still missed a lot of tackles. So I could have had more. Mm-hmm. And I was playing corner. I was getting 60, and I was the team high. I had the most tackles wow. besides the linebackers. This was at Cal? At Cal. I had what, like 60, 70 tackles as a corner. Um, so I was, was in the mix, but, like, now it's it's different. So And you were 24 at Cal? Yeah. Quick quick story, guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> quick story. <laughs> He's still salty. <laughs> quick story. So I got drafted. Okay. Um, I seen that I think 24 was open because you was 43 your rookie yeah. year. So yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm coming in. I'm about to get 24 <laughs> just like college. You knew it. Man, they asked me what number. They said uh, 33, um, 37. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, what happened to 24? <laughs> Ah, Cam Bynum took it. And at the time, I didn't know who he's he like, was. Who's Cam Bynum? He's not even a starter. <laughs> I didn't know who Cam he was. Cam who? Cam who? Like, I just, oh, he had a pick last year. Okay. One pick. It was like, whatever. <laughs> so then, fast forward, I get back here. I meet Cam. Great guy. Still try to get it off of him. He's not going. Mm. But uh, Sorry, it looks I, like you're doing great things in there, and I'm super proud yeah, of you. Yeah, you so. look swaggier in, in 30, <laughs> 33 swaggier. Hold on. Yeah, so what was you? that conversation like? Like, do you, do you go up to him first and say, like, look, you know, or – is it just you kind of let it be? It was really casual. I was like, "Yo, what's up with that 24? He's like, "Ah, <laughs> I just got it." I had, a, I was like, I had to go through my my ugly year being in 43, yeah. so I'm like, I can't give this up, man. I, BA, I know I want to. We, we got it on the sheet. Just the pack Pac-12 football, right? Yeah. Uh, both you you went to a Pac-12 school at Cal. In this this upcoming year's bowl game at Oklahoma, you guys play uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Just the the history of the Pac-12. Just understanding that this is the last year that we'll ever see. This conference, yeah. like how how crazy is that? Just understanding that it's weird um, that a whole Power Five conference is getting erased. Yeah, I thought, from my understanding, I thought, okay, just some a few teams are gonna move and some other teams will fill in and still be the Pac-12. I don't know exactly how it's gonna work in the future, but mm-hmm. that's what I thought. And now they're saying like that's the end of the Pac-12 conference. But I'm glad Cal won the last Pac-12 game. <laughs> in existence, they beat UCLA for the last game wow. in Pac-12 history. So we left off on a good mark. If you think about it, like think about all the conferences, you know, SEC, Big Twelve, Big Ten. You're like, what is Pac-12? 
You know what I'm saying? With all due respect. With all due respect. No disrespect. <laughs> Shout out to all the great guys that came out of yeah. the Pac-12. A lot of great, a lot of great lot players, of great for players. sure. I was thinking of Reggie Bush. Man. But I think it was time to really cancel that Pac-12 conference and really just put them in a conference where they can, you know, compete at. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and fight for championships because, I mean, it's been a long time since the Pac-12 team won a championship. What, what about team? What about schools that say that about the Big 12? No right, like over there. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Oklahoma is really like a, its own conference. Okay, teams wants to pl- teams want to play us. Um, but now in the past, you're going to the SEC. We're going right? to the SEC, and I'm super excited. Um, to see tier. us compete. <laughs> <laughs> see us compete against uh, these top notch SEC teams. So it's going to be fun, and uh, college football is going to be fun. I just hope they change. Um, how they do the committee because what happened in Florida State was actually pretty crazy. That's insane. That's actually you get pretty bumped crazy. Out. Undefeated. You did nothing wrong. Undefeated season. You did season. nothing wrong. You get bumped out. That's insane to me. Well, but you the, know it sells. Didn't the committee True. say like it, it takes like they they weigh they weigh the fact that if you have key players that aren't going to play, that goes into the selection process. No matter if Jordan Travis is playing or not, that them boys played twelve games mm. um, and and won every single one of them. Mm. And I think we kind of forget that winning is the most important thing. You know, while we're playing the sport, like that's true. So I think those guys should have got rewarded um, despite losing their quarterback because they, they definitely took advantage of um, going out there and defeating their opponent every single week. So I look at it as um, I'm a little biased, right? I grew up a Florida State fan, and I went to Liberty. Mm. So my thing is like, all right, if you put Florida State in, you got to put Liberty in. No, I'm joking. I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm like, joking. Liberty, I'm joking. Look, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a big, I'm a big, you know, just a realist, and for us to get Every Oregon time. in the Fiesta Bowl, it's like, look, this is probably the best we're going to get. But still, Florida State, you look at that and say, if your quarterback isn't playing, how key is that to future games? I look at it and say, well, maybe the playoff committee made a decision best for the fans instead of best for what's actually going on. 13-0 team should automatically get in. But if you look at Florida State when they played Louisville mm. with their 13 quarterback, I mean, they they were running wildcat with their running back to start the second half. Yeah, so, that's not a defense. Still play good, I think. That's true. The defense still play good, and I mean, I think you. I think this. Like, all right, let's talk about the Oklahoma team. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Having Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. God forbid, but like, let's say Kyler Murray would have got hurt, you still would have put an undefeated Oklahoma team because it's Lincoln Riley, and you would want to see who the backup is and how Lincoln Riley can shake with that. Mm-hmm. So I think honestly, you just give them a, a opportunity, man, and they take advantage of every. Opportunity they had this season, yeah. why not give them one more? It does carry weight beating the number one team, though, kind of. Yeah, in Bama's to, to be to be devil's advocate, it kind of I does agree. carry some I weight agree. to I knock th- them off. I thought it would go. Um, who's the number one team now? Or Michigan. Michigan. Wait, so Georgia got bumped out the whole Georgia thing? Georgia got bumped yeah. out. Yeah, Texas. Is, I, I know you don't want to hear that, but yeah. te- Texas is a three seed now. I don't think Texas. I think <sighs> why? I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Why not? Bias. We, we had our opportunity. We didn't take advantage of all our opportunities, True. Um, and we could have put us. We could have put ourselves in the position to go out there and compete for a Big Twelve championship, but we didn't. So, I got nothing to say about Texas other than we beat them week six, where it mattered the most. Well, speaking of championships, um, this Vikings team still has an opportunity to win the ultimate championship. And when we get back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit of Vikings football and uh, how we see this NFC North or NFC picture kind of playing itself out as the season goes on. So we'll be right back with more on the Minnesota Vikings podcast with Brian Asamoah and our guy Cam Bynum. Spalon Montage is the Twin Cities premier salon and spa destination and proud official hair sponsor of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. With three convenient locations in Edina, Woodbury, and Chanhassen, there is a Spalon close to you. Visit online at Spalon.com. 
Say hello to flawlessly smooth skin at Pure Lux Med Spa, the preferred med spa of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. Specializing in elite laser hair removal, body contouring, Botox, cosmetic filter, and age-defying skincare treatments such as Diamond Glow and Skin Pen for collagen induction therapy. For more information, visit MyPureLux.com backslash Vikings for exclusive offers to Vikings fans. That's www.MyPureLux.com backslash Vikings. All right, we're back. This is the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. I'm Gabe Henderson. To my right is Brian Asamoah, Minnesota Vikings linebacker. And to his right is Mr. My Life is a Movie, Mr. Cam Bynum. <laughs> uh, we talked about just him getting one more tackle, which will set, I guess, his personal uh, record yeah. of being yeah. in the 100 tackle club. That's, that's huge. That's crazy. crazy. That's huge. I never thought that could happen playing DB, but that's huge. <laughs> I'll man. take it. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. B.A., it's on you. Uh, fast forward, you know, right now, trying to compete for a championship, man, and we got five games left. Could you talk to me about your approach on how you're going to take these next five weeks? Because, I mean, really and truly, like, our season, you know, lies within these next next five weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five weeks is quick, um, and it's simple when you think about taking every single day like I'm thinking empty the tank every single day. I'm not going to I'm not going to mess mess up one I'm not going to mess up one thing in my routine mm-hmm. these next 5 weeks. And I'm taking it one week at a time. And you realize how quick these weeks go. You may think 5 that's weeks fast. that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Really you only have 2 3 real practices yes. in a week. So it's like you got to pour everything into those 18 to 24 reps you get per practice. And that's really all that's you wild. get. So I'm literally breaking it down. Play by play, every team, every team, every team segment. It's like, okay, I need to do every play perfect, or else that's gonna affect how I play on Sunday. So really, my routine is really strict, and I'm making sure that these next five weeks, especially with the late bye, I see that as an advantage mm-hmm. because now we feel recharged later in the season. So now we can really start our trajectory up and make sure that we're rolling and progressing as other teams are maybe kind of staying even or mm-hmm. getting tired and even whether injuries are happening or just mm-hmm. late season fatigue like this is when we have to rise so we that's my personal process right now what about you i mean b flow said earlier in the week when he came in y'all's meeting room he said we got 35 days 35 guaranteed days 33 now yeah 33, 33 as we now. record this episode so 33 what what can't yeah. <laughs> 33 <laughs> 33 ski hey, that, that means something <laughs> come on now hello talk to me what's your process hey obviously you know this season's been uh kind of a long season for me but mm-hmm. at the end of the day man we, we got to take it one day at a time and for me it's just like how can i get better each single day um and that's my mindset. Um, approaching it like it's my job. I think that's the most important thing for me is like changing my mindset. You know what I mean? And um, as a rookie into going into your second year, it's all about mindset because you know what's going on. But it's now like what's your approach to this, the situation or how, what's your approach to practice? What's your approach to work? So um, that's how that's what I'm doing. You know, just coming in, treating it like it's my job. I literally like I wake up and I'm like, all right, my mom woke up today, met, made breakfast and clocked in. Mm-hmm. And she she's calling me after at three o'clock saying, Brian, you know, work is over. How you doing? How's your day? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going in, punching the clock right now, punching my ticket, and like, hey, I'm at work right now. Talk to y'all when I get off. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited, and we'll see how things shake out. I'm excited for the next five weeks, though, man. It's gonna be fun. What does it take to get to that point where you kind of get to the point of saying, look, this is a job now. I clock in. I gotta be perfect. I got to get every step. perfect is kind of like. Or I got to be excellent. I don't believe in perfection. I believe in excellence. Um, So what what does it take to get to that point of like, I have to be excellent today? 
I think you just got to go through stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, adversity. Seeing that, seeing things not work, seeing things uh, like not help you. So um, I think that's kind of like the big thing. I think people have to go through things in order to change, and that's what growth comes in. Mm. You got to go through stuff to grow from it, and from there, man, it's just how you going how you gonna react to the situation yeah. from there. So yeah, I'd piggyback off of that. You figure out the things you need to grow at by adversity and adjust your process Man. based off of that because you got to fix your routine based off of what goes on so like exactly if i'm working on a certain thing after a game because i messed up but i fix that and i mess up on something the next game i have to add that to my routine to fix that mistake that mm-hmm. new new thing so you have to always be like water and be able to be like really, water yeah you like wow. that you always flow Always just flow. flowing. So, yeah, flow. don't, no, think, just flow. don't think, just flow. Don't think, just flow. Figure out your process yeah. and your routine based off of that. That's good, man. I, I like your routine. You like that? I, it's been working. No, it's I'm telling working. you, like, I leave this, I leave kind of late, too, but okay. Cam, like, once I'm leaving Cam, probably here for another two hours. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm about to go get my lift in. I'm like, oh, that's, yeah. Hey, 99 tackles, like, my body is about to fall apart. <laughs> I got to lift. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, like, I... What y'all see on the stats, man, Cam is living, like, he's a living testament, and I tell him all the Appreciate time, like, that. I'm super proud of him because, like, I've, I've literally seen him, like, do what he, like, it's crazy, like, mm-hmm. it's crazy, and um, the sky's the limit for, you know, his future and his career, so as long as he continues to put the work in, man, I, all Pro right. Bowl, all Pro, I need it. There's no limit on how many times y'all can vote. Look, ah. let, me spam it. let me read these Pro Bowl notes. <laughs> Fans, you can vote Monday, November 27th through Monday, December 25th. At ProBowl.com slash vote. There is no limit, like Cam Bynum no just limit. said. There's Spam no it. 50 <laughs> Spam it. Shout out to Cam. Sit there for an hour and shout night. out to Josh Metellus. <laughs> right. Who else? Daniel Hunter, defensive player of the year. Yeah. Like, Harrison shout out Smith. to all my, yes. my my defensive guys. I'm just going to go in defense right now because I'm with the defense. So yeah. I can play running back too, but hey. <laughs> um, so the social vote component where fans can vote, can post on X, formerly known as Twitter, to place votes, that'll begin December 11th and end on December 15th. I mean, December 25th. So, uh, Vikings fans, get out there on social media. Get out there on Twitter on X and vote for my guys. Um, the guy, I mean, Cam Bynum literally leads all safeties in tackles. Come right on, now. man. Don't so, get better than that, on. man. And I need the whole country of the Philippines. If you guys are watching this, vote. I need the whole country behind me. <laughs> Shout out to Cam Bynum, man. <laughs> Manny Pacquiao, you heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Manny, cool your Manny. Give me right. Please. Yeah, defense, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, going into this – both of y'all, like, mm-hmm. going into this year – Everyone was talking about, okay, offensively, we got everybody coming back. Defensively is going to be the biggest question mark. Fast forward, I know it's a team sport, but defense has been the saving grace or the bread and butter of what this Minnesota Vikings team is right now. (laughs) That is a good song. Um, (laughs) All that bread and butter, yeah. (laughs) Talk talk to me about what what changed in the mindset of, okay, we go from last place in the NFL a year ago to a top 15 defense now with – you know, arguably a, a lot of new guys, but not the the premier names that you see on paper. I think it was our mindset. Uh, we had yeah. to go through something, and it was that 0-3 stretch. Mm. From there, I think that's when we started to find ourselves, find our identity. Um, the defense was still the defense. It was, it was simple, and, you know, guys are, are doing their job to the best of their ability, playing fast, playing physical. Um, edge players are sending the edge. Cutback players are playing cutback, mm. and we're defeating blocks and doing our job. So... That's the most important thing, you know, on defense for us. And I think guys kind of honed into their responsibilities and just went out there and just attacked, you know, mm-hmm. attacked with their brothers. And it's kind of cool to see the the camaraderie we have as a as a unit um, with the celebrations. Yeah, um, yeah. we like, fun. Yeah, it looks like we're having a lot. Of, and I think that's kind of what was missing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like we we weren't having fun. And 
we we checked it. Mm-hmm. Now we have a celebration coordinator. Um, <laughs> we got everything planned now, Love and it's, it. it's it's pretty cool to see, go out there and see the guys compete, you know, together and have fun. When I think of celebration coordinator, I think of um, someone who looks at upcoming matchups and say, okay, we should be able to pick this guy off before some fumbles. Mm-hmm. We got another rookie quarterback we're facing Ooh. this week in Aiden O'Connell. When it comes to preparation, what changes when preparing for a rookie versus a vet at quarterback? Um, it's a weird, weird um, thing to prepare for because there's not a lot of film on him and just new guys overall. Mm-hmm. So it's almost, I wouldn't say tougher. It's just you have to realize, okay, he's going to do what he does, mm-hmm. and they're going to keep it simple for him. So Very we need simple. to make these simple plays, and we need to mix it up on the back end to really show that confusion. With the vet quarterback, they've seen it all. They can call out your blitzes. With the rookie, somebody that hasn't been in the NFL, especially with this type of defense that we run, it's going to be a lot of moving parts for a younger guy. So that's what we have to know that we have to continue to do that all game and show different looks so we can get those opportunities so we can turn up. Mm. I think, honestly, just to do the routine things routinely. Mm. Um, like I said, edge players are setting the edge. Collect players job. play cutback, mm. defeat blocks, and go get the ball. That's it, that's what we got to do. It's simple. <laughs> it, it's simple. And, you know, once we make the simple things simple out there, mm-hmm. you'll see guys, you know, flying around with their head cut off. <laughs> Just run, making tackles and making plays, so mm. uh, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm excited for this matchup. Vegas. Vegas. Uh, it's going to be cool. Well, look, we'll end that show, end today's show with that. I mean, having you guys here is always a pleasure, B.A. You know, whenever you want to come back, the, the, the <laughs> floor that. is yours. So, that, Vikings yeah. fans, I hope you guys enjoyed today's edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. We got a 6-6 six and six Vikings team going on the road out west to face the Las Vegas Raiders, who are 5-7. and seven. I west. mean, this we went on the road. This will be the first time the Vikings have won a road game versus the Raiders since 2015. So we, we, we got to figure this we out. Figure and we out. got the team oh, to do so. I like how you spoke it into existence because that's that's that for sure. Got to do it. Kickoff 3.05 p.m. Central Time. Vikings fans, make sure you're tuned in right here on the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network, KFAN 100.3. Uh, some housekeeping items before we close today's show. If you are making the trip out west to Vegas, there are some Vikings-themed events that we want to see you guys at starting on Friday at Buffalo Wild Wings on Las Vegas Boulevard. Both the Power Trip Morning Show starting at 3.30 a.m. Pacific Time will be there, as well as 9 to noon, KFAN, Paul Allen's. His show will be there also. That's from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Of course, we all know the time moves up. So Vikings fans, make sure you adjust your time clocks because there will be a lot of fun happening both Friday and Saturday. Saturday at the Blue Ox Tavern at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. So, A lot of themed events, and we're looking forward to seeing everyone out there rooting on the team in purple. For our guy, Mr. Brian Asamoah, and Mr. My Life is a Movie, Cam Bynum, my name is Gabe Henderson. Thank you guys again for tuning into another edition of an Eric Davidson-produced Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. Spicy wings are a tailgate staple. Did you know the casein protein in cow's milk will help ease the burn by binding to the oily compound capsaicin in chili peppers? Plus, milk provides 13 nutrients and a boost of energy to keep cheering on your favorite team. For more information, check out usdairy.com. Brought to you by Undeniably Dairy.